In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation, and I'm your host, Father Ed Broom, OMB, Ablay the Virgin Mary, and as always, it's good to be with all of you in our Perseverance Family Conversation. We always like to start off our conversation by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary has many titles. Mary is the mother of the church. Mary is the mother of God. And Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. We also lift up our minds and hearts to Mary. Mary is our life, our sweetness, and our hope. As we pray in the Hail Holy Queen. So let's ask Mary to pray with us and to pray for us. As we pray the prayer that she loves most. That prayer is the Hail Mary. So together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now we'd like to invite to be with us our spiritual director. What a great grace and privilege it is to have with us our spiritual director who is the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit, like Mary, has wonderful, wonderful names among which would be the Holy Spirit is known as the Paraclete. The Holy Spirit is also known as the gift of gifts. Holy Spirit is also known as the sweet guest of the soul. Holy Spirit is also known as our consoler. He's also known as our counselor. The Holy Spirit is also known as our sanctifier. He who makes us holy. If that were not enough, the Holy Spirit is our interior master. Our interior master. St. Paul, in his letter to the Romans, reminds us with these words says that we really don't know how to pray as we ought. However, the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans so we can say Abba. Abba, which means Daddy or Father. Abba. Abba, which means Daddy or Father. So let's Beg the Holy Spirit to give us a lot of light in our intellect and the fire of divine love to burn in the very depths of our hearts. 
as we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Well, Lady Fatima, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Michael the Archangel, pray for us. Saint Gabriel, pray for us. Saint Raphael, pray for us. Saint Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. Saint Benedict of Nursia, pray for us. Saint Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. Well, God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. How true it is, my friends, a family that prays together stays together. So in my Mass today, I'll be praying for all of you in the greatest of all prayers. The greatest of all prayers is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. No greater prayer than that. And I'd like to place all of you on the altar in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And I'd like to offer these specific intentions. The first, I'd like to pray in a special way for all of us that we would be open to the workings of the Holy Spirit. That's right, open to the workings of the Holy Spirit. And perhaps we can say this prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. My next intention 
I'd like to pray for your family, your family, the conversion of the family members. For the conversion of the family members, for the sanctification of the family members, and the salvation of the family members. For the conversion, the sanctification, and the salvation of family members. As Jesus says, what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? And finally, I'd like to pray in a special way for those who will be dying today. Those will be dying today. So I'd like to pray that those who die today will be saved. My friends, the salvation of one soul is worth more than the whole universe. Some souls will be saved because of our prayers and our sacrifices. So let's pray for those who will be dying today that they would open their hearts to God's infinite mercy. Well, my friends, today we have a rich spiritual and intellectual banquet to nourish us. What we have today, my friends, is uh, we have a very important saint that we celebrate today. And the name of the saint is Saint Benedict of Nursia. We'll talk about him. Then we have our first reading. We're still going through the book of Genesis. And this time we have Jacob, whose name is changed to Israel. We have the famous wrestling match between Jacob and that man at night. And it turned out that that wrestling match was between Jacob and, and an angel. Jacob asked the angel to bless him and then he dislocates his sciatic nerve. The Catholic Church actually takes this biblical passage and inserts it in the part on prayer. Pointing out that our spiritual life, our prayer life can sometimes be, be a battle, a struggle. The way Jacob was wrestling and battling and struggling with the angel that whole night. 
The response over your psalm is taken from Psalm 17. And the antiphon is, Injustice I shall behold your face, O Lord. What a blessing it is to go into the church. And there in the tabernacle, we can behold the face of the Lord. One of the Psalms, one of the Psalms that impresses me most is the Psalm in which we pray the following words. Look to the Lord and be radiant with joy. Wow. Look to the Lord and be radiant with joy. Look to the Lord and the Blessed Sacrament. And the goal of our life, my friends, is to one day be united with God in heaven and to contemplate what is called the beatific vision of God in heaven. That's our desire. To contemplate the beatific vision of God in heaven one day. Now, the Gospel today can be divided into three parts. Jesus is driving out a, a devil from a demoniac. Then Jesus is going from town to town to village to village, teaching in their synagogues. Proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. And he's curing every disease and ailment. And then Jesus looks out at the multitude, and his heart is moved to compassion. Because Jesus says that they are like. Sheep without a shepherd. And he says to his disciples, Harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. Beg the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his vineyard. So there we have it, my friends. There's a an overview of what we'll be talking about today in our Perseverance Family Conversation. And as always, it's great to be with all of you in this Perseverance Family, which are trying to get to know God better so that we can love Him more fervently, that we can follow Him and also try to bring other people closer to Christ. So there we have an overview of today. So let's start well let's start with the saint that we have today. The Catechism of the Catholic Church points out that the saints can help us in many ways. One way in which the saints can help us is through their power of prayer their power of intercession. 
but also the saints can help us by the example that they leave us. Remember that we're also called to become saints. As Jesus says, be holy as your heavenly Father is holy. Be holy as your heavenly Father is holy. So the saints, we're all called to become saints. And it was von Balthasar that says, when we look up to the heavens at night, the firmament, we can see the stars in the firmament glimmering, glittering, twinkling. Each one of those stars is symbolic of a saint in heaven. You're called to be one of those stars one day. So by praying to the saints, meditating upon their lives, and trusting in their presence in our lives, we can be helped on the highway to heaven to becoming the saint that God has called us to be. So let's talk about the saint today. And we can talk about Jacob and his wrestling match with that angel. Then enter into the life of Christ and beg for the Ignatian grace of intimate knowledge of Jesus that we love Jesus more ardently and we follow him more closely. Just by the way, when we celebrate the life of a saint, every saint imitated Christ in one way or another. The saints try to follow in the footsteps of Christ in one way or another. So, today we celebrate the great Saint Benedict of Nursia. His name actually means blessing. We have the word benedict, benediction, means blessing. So let's ask Saint Benedict to bless us today. In the words of the psalmist, give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for his good. For his mercy endures forever. St. Benedict was brought up and raised in central Italy, not too far from Rome. He was brought up and raised by somewhat wealthy parents. Roman parents. He was born around the year 480 and would die the year 543, living to be about 63 years of age. Also, of great importance, Saint Benedict also had a sister who is a canonized saint. And this was actually his twin sister. And the name of his sister is Saint Scholastica, whose feast day is February 10th every year. 
So St. Scholastica and St. Benedict, twins, became great saints. Let's pray that parents would make a concerted effort to, to raise their children to become saints. Nothing greater for parents than to work at the formation of their children to become great saints. Okay, so what about uh, the life of St. Benedict and his um, patrimony, what he's left us? So St. Benedict... was uh, sent, as a young man, he was sent to Rome by his parents with the purpose of getting a very solid education. That's right, a very solid education. And what happened to St. Benedict, there's a certain parallel between what happened to St. Benedict and what is happening in the modern world of academia. And it's the following. Benedict, when he was in Rome, he was appalled and really disgusted at the paganistic, hedonistic, materialistic, sinful environment of the Roman society. So consequently, Benedict made this decision that he would leave Rome and basically flee for the hills because of the immoral atmosphere of the Roman civilization. And I'd say there's a certain parallel between St. Benedict and his academic experience and what's going on today in the world. What I'm saying now is very important for parents and grandparents that are listening to me. Three of the most important decisions that you can make in your life are the following. Number one is where you're going to be sending your children to after high school. Number two, what will be the profession that they want to choose in life? Number three, 
is what is their vocation? Single life, religious life, priest life, the monastery, and most. Most people are called to the marriage vocation. But in the marriage vocation, it's very important that the individual choose the right spouse. To choose the right spouse. Because once married, you make the promise to be faithful in good times as well as bad. In health as well as sickness. Riches as well as in poverty. Until death do you part. It's a very, very important decision. The vocational decision. And right now what I'm going to say, I'm not being a pessimist or a skeptic or a cynic, but rather a realist. Many times you have a young man or woman that has been baptized, first communion, confirmation, altar boy, in the choir, and goes away to college. And after one year or two years, that individual ends up by losing his faith. No longer goes to Mass. Questions the teaching of the Church and embraces certain ideologies that are just appalling. And that comes about because of a secular, materialistic, spiritual environment that your son or daughter has been imbibing for four years. Sometimes they lose it after one year. They'll say, Mom and Dad, you come from an, another generation. You come from Mexico. You come from the Philippines. Because I'm brought up and raised in the United States. I have a different culture. You're somewhat obsolete. You're a fossil remain from the Middle Ages. I mean, they'll say something like that, some sarcastic remark, in which they reject God. So what I'm talking about now, my friends, is the reality of the academic world in which we live today. So you as parents, before you send your children away to college, you really have to make a concerted effort to make the right decision. So I tell the parents before your son or daughter goes off to college, they can come and talk to me and I'll give free advice. I'll give free advice. Having brought up and raised in this country, having parents involved in academics, having been, having been a teacher before becoming a priest, 
I know what's going on in the country and I can give some good advice to parents before they make that decision. How painful it is when parents come to me with tears in their eyes saying, Father, you know my son. He was one of your altar servers. Now, he's come back from college and he says he doesn't believe in church. He's even questioning the existence of God. He says he's either an agnostic or an atheist. Well, now he said, I told you not to send him to that college. I mean, I gave you that advice. I know, Father. Well, I told you. I'm a prophet. I could anticipate what, what was going to happen. So, that's the case. And actually, today I'm going to be starting another program for the young people, which we're going to be giving them a Bible, and we're going to try to teach them how to pray and read by the, using the Bible, the Word of God. So, making that decision as to where you're going to be going to college is of is great importance. And we're talking about St. Benedict and his life as somewhat of a parallel to what's going on in academia in the United States. So let's follow St. Benedict and see what's going to happen to this great man. God allowed this uh, this bad experience, this Roman experience, to move Benedict to flee. And I like to say spiritually, let us always try to flee the occasion of sin. That's why Benedict sought to flee the occasion of sin. Don't play with fire. If you play with fire, you're going to get burnt. Whoever walks in a slippery slope will fall. Whoever walks on thin ice will cave in. And the Old Testament says, he who plays in danger will perish in danger. So if you are exposed to temptation, flee that temptation. That's one thing that St. Benedict is teaching us. Not to play with fire, but to avoid it. So Benedict, he gets up, and he leaves Rome. And his first destination is he ends up in a town south of Rome and it's called Subiaco. Subiaco. And what Benedict did was he sought refuge in a cave. 
While there, he was in silence. He was praying. He was fasting. He was living a very rigorous ascetical life. And he sought advice from an experienced elderly monk on how to live this ascetical life. Benedict was a very holy person. A very holy person. And young men came to him and they asked him if he could be their superior. A group of religious wanting Benedict to be their superior. Reluctantly, Benedict accepted this invitation, reluctantly. But after a while, these these monks who were expecting Benedict to allow them to live a leisurely life of pleasure a life dedicated more to more to worldly pursuits than heavenly pursuits so benedict insisted upon silence and prayer long prayers as well as a life of of penance and discipline So these men ended up by really hating Benedict because of his discipline. So they tried to poison him. Benedict blessed the goblet or cup and it shattered. So Benedict realized that this was not what he was called to do to be the superior of a community of brothers that tried to kill him. That didn't work. So, Benedict is going to be traveling further south to another place and it was called Monte Cassino. Monte Cassino. While there, he established monasteries. The famous monastery of Monte Cassino. The famous monastery of Monte Cassino. One monastery was established and then another, and then another. And these monasteries became models for religious life. Now, what is of greatest importance in the life of St. Benedict was, of course, his great 
love for God, for silence, for prayer, for solitude. In other words, when we're going to be looking into the life of a saint, his relationship with God is always of utmost importance. But St. Benedict was also instrumental in writing what is called the monastic rule. When I say monastic rule, it was a rule that he wrote that was basically designed to help religious to live out their promise to God and religious life. How to live out their religious life, their consecration to God in the most full manner possible. So this rule of St. Benedict has become the basic rule for religious life in the church for the past 1500 years. All of us who have, who are religious, our rules or constitutions are at least indirectly influenced by St. Benedict and the rule that he composed back, back 1500 years ago. It's called the Rule of St. Benedict. For that reason, St. Benedict is proclaimed as the father of Western monasticism. What do I mean by the father of Western monasticism? The following. That he is the model, the father, the founder, of the monastic religious life in the West. In the Eastern Church, John Paul II says that the Church breathes with two lungs, the Western Latin Church and the Eastern Church. That would be the person of St. Anthony of the desert is known as the father of Eastern monasticism. He lived in Egypt. So there you have the two founders of the monastic life. St. Benedict in the West, St. Anthony of the Desert in the East. Such that St. Benedict will also be proclaimed as the co-founder of, of the European Society, the patron saint of the European Society with St. Catherine of Siena. And it's interesting that Pope Benedict XVI, he purposely took the name of Pope Benedict. Most likely, in 
in honor of St. Benedict of Nursia. So, what are some of the basic elements of, of the monastic religious life? I'd like to go through some of the basic element, uh, elements of the monastic or religious life. And these ideas you can find in the rule of St. Benedict. Now if you if you become introduced to Benedictine theology or spirituality or mysticism the most well-known phrase of Benedictine theology is the, the Latin phrase ora illabora. Ora illabora. Which translated into English would be Ori illabora means order means to pray as well as to work. So prayer is the first foundation of the monastic life, religious life, is the importance of serious prayer. Prayer, seeking the face of God. And then the call to work. St. Paul will go on to say, he who does not work should not eat. <laughs> so those are the two famous words in the saying, Ori labor. We're called to pray, to seek the face of God, we're called the work, as Paul says, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. So let me go through some of the elements of, of religious life. So those who enter into religious life First and foremost, they should be seeking the face of God and trying to grow deeper and deeper in the relationship with God. If you like to live out Luke chapter 10, which is the greatest of all the commandments, is to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Then to love our neighbors ourselves. Next element is that God speaks to us in many ways. But the Benedictine spirituality is very strongly focused upon speaking to us through the liturgy. 
In the liturgy would be the holy sacrifice of the Mass. But also the liturgical prayer. Praying the liturgy of the hours. Myself, I am a religious, I'm not a Benedictine, I'm an oblate of the Virgin Mary, and a priest also. Once we're ordained as a deacon, we make two promises. The promise of celibacy for the kingdom of God, and also we make the promise to pray the liturgy of the hours. Praying the liturgy of the hours is a means by which sanctifying the different moments of the day. Today the liturgy of the hours can be divided into morning prayer, midday prayer, evening prayer, night prayer, and the office of reading. So there are five different times of prayer during the course of the day. The Benedictine lifestyle would be such in which they come together, what's called the choir, and they pray or chant the liturgical hours together as a community. So, what I'm saying, my friends, is the essential importance in religious life, monastic life, of prayer, of seeking the face of God, going deeper into one's relationship with God. Another element of religious life would be that of silence. Of silence. You probably remember when Elijah was fleeing from King Ahaz and Queen Jezebel. When Elijah arrived at the Holy Mountain, he was seeking the face of God. Where did he find God? He did not find God in the earthquake or the thunder, or the storm, or the fire. But Elijah was able to find God in the gentle, whispering breeze. In the gentle, whispering breeze. So God is able to speak when we have silence. So the religious rule will talk about certain Zones or times of silence. Another very important element of religious life and the teachings of St. Benedict and the rule is the following.
that men live in community. And by the way, there is also the the religious life that was founded by St. Benedict with the help of his sister, St. Scholastica. So not only do you have Benedictine monks, priests or brothers, but also Benedictine sisters. Contemplative sisters dedicated to a life of prayer. Dedicated to a life of prayer. But in the monastic life, there has to be order and decisions have to be made. How does God speak to us? God speaks to us through our superiors. Therefore, the Benedictine life has a superior and his name is called Father Abbot. He's the abbot. And the religious brothers have great respect toward the abbot of the community. And the first, of course, was St. Benedict himself. He is seen to be the spiritual father of the other members in the community. And his father abbot is supposed to be like a father to a family. Kind, warm, loving, firm at times. Then another point that St. Benedict mentioned, this is part of the rule of St. Benedict, is the great importance, my friends, of hospitality. Every Benedictine monastery, there would be present a guest's room where guests back then would be travelers. Travelers would receive a warm welcome, a warm meal, and a friendly smile. This is all part and parcel of the religious life that was established by St. Benedict of Nursia. And the primary, as we said earlier, the primary purpose of religious life, the monastic life, the consecrated life, 
primary purpose. Ori Ilabora. Primary purpose is to seek the face of God. To go deeper in one's relationship. Deeper in one's relationship to the Lord of Lords, to the God of the universe. To seek the face of God. Many of you are aware also of the St. Benedict Medal. St. Benedict Medal is a very powerful medal to ward off to ward off evil spirits. So today, my friends, I'd like to ask all of you in a special way to pray for our young people. Today at 7 o'clock, we'll be starting another program for young people. In which we're going to be inviting the young people, giving them a new Bible and the scapular in honor of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. With the intention in honor of St. Benedict so that they can meditate upon the Word of God. And my hope and my prayer will be that young people, by meditating upon the Word of God, Well, like St. Benedict and St. Scholastica, fall in love with God, fall in love with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And not to be absorbed and blinded by the modern world and the false things that the modern world are offering to the young people, as the Roman civilization did to St. Benedict, and he fled that, seeking his refuge in God. So I invite you to share our conversation on St. Benedict to your friends, and to pray for our young people, that they would imitate the great St. Benedict who chose God above all things. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you through the intercession of St. Benedict, which means blessing. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his mercy endures forever. Amen.